Christian identification. Uh, there's something that God wants me to minister on. Get your Bibles. We're going to go to the book of Ephesians, chapter number 1, verse 15 through 23. Thank you so very much for our musicians. When I say that, that includes guitars, keyboards, drummers. Thank God for everybody. Amen. These people are very skilled, very talented in the house of the Lord, and we are so grateful to have them. Amen. Amen. From the book of Ephesians, chapter number one, verses number 15 through verse number 23. Follow us along on the screen, or you got your Bible, look on with somebody. Glad to be here. Verse number 15, let's read together. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now, Father, we thank you now for your Holy Spirit. We give you all the praise and the glory for your word. Thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your truth. And we give you praise for things that are divine, divine grace. We thank you for your divine health. We thank you for your, your divine substance, which you have taken care of us. We thank you for your divine protection. You, everything you've given us, your divine inheritance, everything is divine. It is from the Lord. So we give you all the praise now and the glory and the honor for being our heavenly father. We definitely appreciate that. In Jesus' name, in your precious blood, we all say amen. amen. Let's go to our subject, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 through 8. You can take your seat. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. If you're in Ephesus, you just got to bag up a little bit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're just going to look at verse 1 through 8. Then you can take your seats. Uh, you already took your seat. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 through 8. I did that a little backwards there, I'm sorry. Amen. I, I, I apologize for all those who are my age. Because once you sit down, you know. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse, verse 1 through verse 8, then you can take your seat, right? All right, now let's do verse number one. First Corinthians chapter number two 
And verse number one, and I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. For I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to know. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom of God, which, is, which God has ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Yea, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. You may take your seat now. Amen. So glad to see you and those who I have not spoken to. Good evening. Amen. Now, we start a new series this morning. Now, this is just a, uh, for the house. You know, we, this is just for the house. Now, if, if you notice in Ephesians chapter number one, uh, what we was talking about, show you how we got there. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter one. Now, we're talking about uh, our, uh, our heavenly father's desire. So that we mean our heavenly father desire. Right, so God has given us his desire, and that's why I'm naming this uh, one series, Our Heavenly Father Desire. Now, that's my ideal is one series. Now, you know I probably never did one series in my life, but anyway, we're going to go for it. Uh, Our Heavenly Father Desire. Now, once we finish this, we want to return to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, where we were dealing with uh, our series before this. Amen? And we was on volume 6, part 5 and 6 in that series, and there will be a volume 7 in that series. So there's a lot of word in store. My job is to make sure that I teach you by the Spirit the word of the living God. All right, now, uh, our series is our Heavenly Father's Eye. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 15, and we're going to look at one verse there. Ephesians 1, 15 through 23, I'm going to give you my subject. I'm going to go back there again. Ephesians 1, 15. Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse number 15. This is the prayer that the Holy Ghost prayed through the Apostle Paul. His desire for the church is, remember he said this after he, he was saved. In verse 15, it says, Wherefore also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love to all saints, after you are saved, after you have faith in love, after you have the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to clear something up because if you get last week teaching on make your calling sure, uh, really wasn't make your calling sure, it's what is the hope of your calling. Now, for those who might not know, in this ministry we have 
sent to a lot of people uh, our podcast. Some of you follow my son Earl on on uh, Facebook or on his whatever. I I don't you know I'm not a Facebooker. Okay, so it don't mean that I don't have a podcast. So I told him he got to make it simple for me. Send me a podcast. I can hit a button. Podcast. I can hit play, and I'm I'm on. But we have made that available for every member of Doer Faith Christian Church. Okay. What I mean by that is all you got to do is hit the word podcast and it opens up and then you're going to hit the word uh, whatever message you want to hit and hit play and you're going to listen to the message free of charge for every member of Door Faith Christian Church. Now do me a favor. For every member of Door Faith Christian Church. All right. Okay. All right. Now, we, at least we want to make sure you get the word right. You won't have no excuses. Okay? All right. So if you got a phone and you have a podcast, you can be able to get last week teaching already. Won't be long. My wife and I, we're going we're gonna to do a little short teaching. Now, this is what Earl told me. We're going to do a, lo- a little short teaching on uh, 50 years of marriage. How do we make 50? How do we get to 50 years of marriage? So we're going to share some things about marriage uh, on the podcast. Uh, so that's going to be doorfaith.org. Mydoorfaith.org. Okay. All right. So now y'all know what that means, right? All right. Don't ask me, right? My podcast, all I have to do is hit podcast <laughs> and play. <laughs> Praise God. All right. But I do know the King James Version. So, all right. But let's look, get into the word of God. Now, our heavenly father desire. Now, in Ephesians chapter 15, here's the prayer of the Holy Spirit. In verse number 15, the apostle Paul, by the Holy Ghost. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now, here's what the Lord is praying, okay? In verse number 16. I'm sorry, 17. Here it is. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. Say that with me, the Father of glory. glory. Right. May give you the spirit of wisdom. Now, that's the first thing. I'm going to be talking today, part two on the spirit of wisdom. Because this is what the Lord desire and prayer was to the church is that God would give them the spirit of wisdom. So I want you to publicly receive today. From your father, the spirit of wisdom. Will you do that right now? Will you raise your hand right now and say, Father, I thank you for the spirit of wisdom. I receive into my heart the spirit of wisdom, the gift of wisdom. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And I thank the Lord for that. Give him a big hand. Now, in just a moment, you're going to find out why. You're going to find out why that you need wisdom. And that's what I'm doing now. Because when you don't know the word of God, a lot of times people go here and there and trying to get the word. They don't realize why they can't learn the Bible or why they can't learn things. It's because you need the wisdom of God. Okay, and that's God already told us if you don't have the wisdom of God to ask. Let me show you that in James chapter number one. And verse 5 and 6, 
if you don't have wisdom, the word told you to ask. Now, wisdom, I'm going to give you some more definitions of the wisdom of God today. So God told us to ask. James chapter 1, not us, but took James by the Holy Ghost. Uh, and remember, we are partaker of the inheritance that they have. So I'm able to look over on James' notes and said we're supposed to ask for that too. So. Uh, but if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Now we know Christ is our wisdom. We understand that. But there's also the gift of wisdom, okay? Now, just like uh, the gifts of the Spirit. Now, if any man like wisdom, let him ask of God, see? That give it to all men liberally. So it's nobody excluded if you, if you have the Spirit. If you have faith and love, then you're his son, right? You're his child. So he told you to ask for wisdom. So that means if you just got a job this past week and you don't know what's on the job, so, for example, your job may be computers, and you don't know a lot about computers, you need to ask Sister Liddell. No, I mean, uh, ask of God. I know we have computer people here today. Uh, ask, ask the queen. That's the queen right there. She know, she know all about the computer. But there's a whole lot of folks. How many folks know how to operate computers in here? See all the people? That's why Sandra is asking for you to come back there and work with her the first chance. <laughs> But one of the, one of the things the quali- one of the things I'm saying is that's what you got to know back there, to be able to put the things on the screens and follow me in the Word of God. First, you need to know the Bible. That's why we teach you in the children's church the books of the Bible. That's why you hear the children the books of the Bible, the books of the Bible, the books. Of the Bible. That's why they do that because when they come over here 13 years old. They got to know the books of the Bible to be able to operate that thing back there. You can't be waiting for nobody to tell you what the book at. All right, Amen. So you got to learn the books of the Bible. All right. Now, but you, if you know computers, you have a skill given to you by the Holy Spirit. So you have to use it. That's how you get good jobs if you, when you're qualified. I like to say it this way. When you go get a job, they pay you for what you know. Because if you had to get paid on what you do, you probably wouldn't be. You... Let me move on. Now, let's move on. Now, in Ephesians chapter 15, Chapter 1 and verse number six, 17, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you, or what are they going to give you? Here we go, number one, the spirit of wisdom. So we just, we got that. Now next week, by the grace of God, we're going to do the revelation of the knowledge in him. Now I don't have that message. I walk by faith. I know between nine next week, God going to allow me to have the revelation of the knowledge of him. See, I don't have that. I don't have these other messages. I just got this one right here. God just gave me this. Matter of fact, this week we were on my vacation, and uh, I said to one of my uh, brother-in-laws there, or my sister-in-law, I said, you know what? Uh, I got to go in here and get into the Word. God just, I didn't even take my Bible with me. No pencil, no paper, did I? And I said, honey, I got to use your... My wife always takes pencil, paper, and Bible because she bails me out. She already know how the Lord works. So I had to get up and go in there and take care of this. This is how God gave me your message today. All right, now, let's move on. Now, watch this. He says in verse number, uh, we're going to do that next week, the revelation of, the revelation of the knowledge of him. And then the next week, we're going to do the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So those are the things that we're going to be teaching on in the next three weeks. So I hope you'll be here. All right, and then we're going to talk about the spirit of wisdom today. Now, let's show you God's desire to the church of God in 3 John 2. Uh, we already showed if any man lacked wisdom, did I show you that? If any man lacked wisdom, that a max of God, they give it to all men, all men, so nobody excluded. 
all men liberally and upbraid it not, and it shall be given him. So he said, if you ask, it shall be given you. But then he said, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. That means if you got to have faith, let him ask in faith. That means you got to be a born again Christian to ask in faith. Nothing wavering. Okay? So you can't be wishy-washy. All right? You're going to ask God something, this is what you want. And you need to know why you want it. Amen? So if you just got hired at a new job, I talked about my brother Ball this morning, who's a, who's a skilled tradesman at Ford Motor Company. He's also a person who has a degree in, uh, what I consider this morning? At, but it's called something else. Heating and cooling. So, but he, had, he got the wisdom for that. You know? So don't try to get a free, free job. Now, you, he's a businessman. All right. He has his degree in that. All right? But my point is, a lot of us are skilled, very skilled. That same word skill means wisdom. So let me give you some definition for the word wisdom, shall we? Now this morning, this is what I gave you this morning. This morning I gave you these definitions for the word wisdom. Number one, spiritual insight. Now if you get the DVD, all this is going to be on there. Spiritual insight. That's wisdom. Number two, I'm going to show you because we're going to be going into, see the screen is showing you what we gave you this morning, spiritual insight. And then this, is all, this wisdom is going to be for service. Remember, if you go and hire in these plants, it, you, most of the stuff you don't know. Some of you don't understand. I, I reckon you, if people work in the plants, you know, just like any other job, you know, when you go work in these jobs, a lot of times you've never seen this stuff. But you can learn. You don't want to go in there saying, oh, my God. Just say, look, Lord, wisdom. I need the wisdom now in Jesus' name. You know, Lord will show you how to run stuff. And he's told you how to operate stuff. He's told you how to drive things you never drove before. That's what you got to understand. It's going to be the Lord. That's how you got to know it's the Lord. I'll be watching some of you type and you'll be talking to me on the phone. You'll be, you got to be from the Lord. There's no one in the world you can do, type all that. And you can't even, you're not even looking at what you're doing. I can't even turn my head, not one angle. I, I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like trying to kill something, brother. You know. So, but when you can look all around and do this, you're like, that's a gift from God. Come on, clap your hand. Don't take that for granted. Don't take that for granted. Amen. Don't take that for granted. All right, now let's move on. Now, uh, I want to go to giving you definitions, okay? But I, sh- I want to show you this gift is for service. Let's put it on the screen. Number three is to be creative. Now, remember, that's, a, that's like your heavenly father, right? Your heavenly father is called the creator. So when you have the gift of wisdom, you're creative. All right? Now, because uh, a lot of things is, is not going to be there for you. You're going to have to be creative. And a lot of jobs that you're getting, people will tell you, you got to be creative. Somebody say amen. Now, here's, a, here, here's another one. Uh, skill in the affairs of life. There's it on the screen skillful in the affairs of life. So you got to know how to live. So you got to know how to live. Uh, when you go to get a job in a position, there's some things they're not going to lie there. I, we talked about this yesterday, and I think uh, Minister Cannon always uh, talks to this about, is they hire like so many people at his job. Right now, uh, I got a text, I think Chrysler's hiring. Different plants are hiring right now. But the thing about it is, they 
do take drug tests. A lot of, a lot of tests, I'm just telling you ahead of time, you know, and they take drug tests now with the string of your hair. So you can't say, well, you know, I, I, I got high last month. If you did, it's going to be in your hair. Because it takes like about six months before drugs get out of your system. So my point is, if you want these kind of things, prepare yourself. You know, you, you just, they are not going to allow you to, to, to do this. You got to understand. And if you going to get these good jobs, they have some very good jobs available. But they don't want the people to, to, to come in there on all this kind of stuff. They're not going to let that happen. Uh, it's a difference in how it was when we came in. They wanted people to work so, work so bad. They said, uh, where are you from, Mississippi? Okay, just get, go, get them boots down and get, to, go get your clothes, get on down on line seven. Yeah, right now, you want to wake the day? <laughs> you know, so things are different now. They, they, they really don't want a lot of stuff in the plants, okay? Now, uh, in these places, but it's good, some good money. Hmm? Six weeks? No, some stuff six weeks, some stuff six months. I'm talking about in your system. All right? Now, uh, that, all I'm saying is I got to quit, you got to quit. That's just a plan. <laughs> that's where I talk. That's where I, that's where I am. When I, I said, Lord, if I had to quit, everybody got to quit. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Do you think I want to quit? I know good and well I couldn't do what I'm doing today if, I did, if, if the Lord didn't deliver me. And that's what you got to understand. And, and you can't say if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing like that, God can deliver you from that. He really can. Don't say, I just can't do without it. Yes, you can. Believe me, the Lord can deliver you. You just got to ask him. All right. Now, let's go into this today. I'm giving you the definition on the screen one more time. I'm sorry. And that after the skill and the affairs of life, the next one is infinite skill because there's many different talents that you would have, gifts you would have that operate in you. God want to operate his spirit through you. You got to understand that. God want to operate his spirit through you. And, and the gifts of the spirit want to operate through you. If he wants the Holy Ghost come inside of you, you're now his child. He wants to operate through you. All right. Now, the, the next one I want to deal with, I did the ability. This is another one. I did the ability to regulate our right, our relationship with God. The ability to regulate a relationship with God. Your relationship with God. And the next would be a, the knowledge of hidden things. I think I said a knowledge. It's the knowledge. The knowledge of hidden things. All right, now, things are hidden. You don't see them. You don't know them. But God will give you the knowledge to operate that. I talked about my experience this morning working at General Motors. I retired from General Motors in 1996. I was only uh, 46 years old. Uh, I retired from General Motors at 46. And I had 30 years of seniority. Don't try to figure it out because I'm under grace. All grace. My last 10 years at General Motors, I did not even know who I worked for. And got a check in my mailbox every Friday. Uh, I worked the United Way for eight years. I went back in the plant. We sit in the room, watch TV for two years. But I was under grace. Everything was grace. Amen. I didn't know what God wanted me to do, but that was all grace. My plant, they retired me at 30 years old. I worked 25 years in Pontiac Motors. They gave me 30. Because in plant six, you wait 25, you get five. Everything I went through was grace. 
But I'm so grateful to the Lord because I start pastoring. This is my 35th year of pastoring. I've been pastoring now more than I work at the plant. So God was, God was making sure that I would be, he was preserving me really so I'll be long lasting for him. Now I may be here until I'm 90. I don't know. I don't know. I'm 70. I, ain't, I don't see no stopping. Amen. 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 Praise God for his goodness. Amen. Six o'clock this morning when I get down to pray. That's one of the things I do when I get down to pray in the morning. I make sure I do 10 push-ups while I'm down there. I pray to the Lord, do 10 push-ups, and get up and let's, let's go. Amen. I want, to, I want to stay young for the Lord. Amen. All right. Now, I want to give you a couple more because the word wisdom is the ability to regulate our relationship with God, but also a knowledge of hidden things. If you notice, it's the knowledge, I'm sorry, the knowledge of hidden things. And then I showed you a divine gift, divine gift, it's a divine gift from God. I gave you that in 1 Corinthians 12, 8, I'm not going back. It's called the word of wisdom on the 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. I'm going to give you two more to put under there. Uh, it's here, number two more, and it's, and it's going to be called Wisdom is the Right Use of Knowledge. Just want to make sure you understand that. It's one thing to have knowledge, but you're going to have to have wisdom to know how to use it. It's the right use of knowledge. And here's one that I tremendously respect in my life is having the power of discerning. Having the power of discerning. One of the things, that's a, that's a gift that operates in me, it, it makes me weep. This gift makes me weep all the time because I, when I, I prayed for my little sister this morning in my office, um, and I said to her, don't raise your hand until you, till the Holy Spirit come upon you. And I say that because I can hear when the Spirit of God is coming. And I can say, I, I know exactly because I can, it's, been, it's been like this for 30 years or probably. And I, I tell my wife all the time, I feel the Holy Spirit just walk in the room. And all of a sudden, he's just all over us. There are times I'm ministering, I can feel his hand on my head. There are times I minister, I can feel his Spirit all over my face. You know, all kind of things like that. But that's discerning. I can hear the wind blowing at times. The wind of the Spirit. And when the wind of the Spirit is blowing, it's blowing spirits out of here. See, there are things you just know when it's happening. See? So that's what I'm thinking. There's so much, so much to know about the Spirit of God. When his, that fellowship and relationship with Him. How He comes up on you and how He touches you. And that's why I asked my little sister, have you, feel, have you ever felt the Spirit of the Lord? She said, yeah. And see, that is an awesome thing. You start there, but then there's a discernment. There's a discernment. When I first came and started in, into the Lord, the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord used to take like water, you probably heard me say this, and just sprinkle me all, all in my face. It's just like I'd be go, I run to the mirror because I wouldn't whip that off. I run to the mirror and go, I don't see nothing. You know, and the Lord said, boy, that Spirit, that ain't water. You know, but, you know, I, I, this is how he taught me. So much stuff like it, okay? But that's discerning the spirits. 
And then when, they are, when you have the discerning spirit, you also know when there are other spirits in people that you come around. Just like they know the Holy Ghost is in you when they come around you. <laughs> oh, that is so good. All right, now let's get into the word. This is, uh, did I give you the last one? The power to discern the spirits, okay? Having the power to discern the spirit. Now let's go to Exodus 31, 1 through 11. This is where we're going to start today. I got to get the word. When the book of Exodus, chapter number 31 and verse 1. I know I spent a lot of time there, but I got to get caught up for you won't be lost. Okay, Exodus chapter 31, verse 1 says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uriah, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Then he's going to tell you this now in wisdom, understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. Now, remember, he put this in Bezalel. Now, why? Because he have to know how to build. He have to know how to do all these cunning works he got to do. Now, watch the next verse. He said, to devise cunning works, to work in gold, to work in silver, to work in brass, and cutting of stones, to set them in, in carving of timber, to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, behold, have given him Aholiab, a, a the son of Ahisamath, of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all those that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded them. You see how God operates? He put the wisdom in you so you will know how to do what he wants you to do. Isn't God awesome? So that's why you can't, see, he had done Moses like that, and then Moses said, I don't know what, I don't know about this. God told him, said, look, who, gave, who made man mouth? Otherwise, I already put this in you, so why can you tell me you don't know? I left you in 40 years in Egypt to teach you. You're going to tell me you don't know? Get down there to Egypt. <laughs> oh, I like God. Then he said, the tabernacle congregation. See, all these things God, he had to build. The tabernacle congregation, he had to build the ark of the testament. He has never seen this stuff. What you got to understand, this man just came out of Egypt for 40 years. He hadn't seen none of this stuff. So he said, the tabernacle of the congregation, the ark of the testament, the mercy seat that is upon all the furniture he had to build, the table, the furniture. See, if you go through all that, I'm not going to have time to go through all that. And then, but down in verse number, the clothes, verse number 10, the clothes for service, the garments that Aaron got to wear, the priest's off, he got to make all that. And verse 11, the anointing oil, the sweet incense for the holy place, all of this he had to make. That was not like he could go and get the pattern from somebody. He had to get all that from God. God gave him the wisdom to know how to do all this. See, a lot of this stuff people don't understand. When I first started ministry, that's why I took that out of here, what I took out, because I brought it in. See, there was nothing set up in this ministry when I came here. When I say nothing, I mean zero. We didn't have a choir, we have an ursa board, we didn't have nobody. But I had to make sure that I put in the church what God told me, and then if I missed God, I took it out. So I had missed God with the table and the pool, and if I had to listen to him, I wouldn't have done it. I know how I got that. I got, got to church one day, and a guy told me, he said, come here, I built you something today. 
Remember that? I said, what'd you build? He said, I built you a baptism pool. I'm going, I didn't tell you build no baptism. But you know, I was too late because you built it in the, in the floor, big old brick, big old, big old brick thing in the floor. So I, so I had no choice. I'm going like, man, I don't know the Lord helping me and he helping me. But see, people today think you are saved by water. They've been deceived. It is impossible for water to save you. Water is a type. Water was a type and a shadow in the Old Testament. You can't take nothing in the New Covenant naturally and use it for your salvation. In the New Covenant, everything is spirit. And everything operates by the spirit. That's why I'm teaching you today the spirit of wisdom. So you have to have the spirit of wisdom to operate in the things of the spirit. You have to know when the spirit is doing something and do not interfere with him. I used to watch Benny Hinn. I probably watched Benny Hinn 30 plus years. Uh, he's a little younger than I am, but at the same time, he'd been in ministry probably as long or longer than I have. And I would always see him uh, ministering, and then there was a person down the middle aisle, and they would always have, do things in his strenuous presence, and he would stop right in the middle of his service and says, uh, don't you do that. You know, and I thought that was, you know, but he explained it. He said, the Holy Spirit. You got to understand, you can offend the Holy Spirit. And people do not know how to work with the Spirit. You have to know how to work with the Spirit. The Spirit is such, is such a gentleman. You have to know how to work with the Spirit. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can quench the Holy Spirit. And to quench the Holy Spirit is stop him from doing what he's doing. You could do that. You can also grieve the Holy Spirit until he weeps. It's an awesome thing. Or you can allow the Holy Spirit to operate in his ministry, which is joy and peace. That's the Holy Spirit, what he wants to do. He wants to be happy. He, he, loves, he loves being around joy and happiness. And this, but you can cause him to weep. And that's why I think one of the greatest things that God has given me is the German of spirit, like I say, because I have to learn how to work with the spirit. I have to learn how to say what he wants me to say and shut up when he wants me to shut up. You know, you, you, you have to do that with the spirit. Okay. Now, and I'm going to move from Exodus because I got to go on to something else. Now, let's go to Deuteronomy. Chapter 4, verse 5 and 6, just two verses. Because here I'm going to show you that the covenant of the Old Testament covenant was their wisdom. So you must understand the New Testament is our wisdom. So when we ask God for the spirit of wisdom, it is the spirit to know the new covenant. Do you understand? You want to know the new covenant. You want to know the word. And when God gave you the spirit of wisdom, it is to know. He gave you the spirit to know. See, there's no way I can know the Bible. I, 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 I've taught the book of Genesis. I've taught the book of Revelation. I, I, I'm a teacher. I love teaching the word. And I cannot allow the lack of knowledge to be in my way to say I can't teach that book. Because I have the Holy Spirit. And because I have the Holy Spirit, 
I weep in my spirit and I say, because of the Holy Spirit, I can know that book. He'll show me what it means. He'll teach it to me. And that's how I know my messages. My messages just come by the Holy Spirit. My wife will tell you, I have no way of knowing when I'm going to minister. And then I would tell her at 4 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. She said, where are you going? I said, God just gave me the message, glory to God. You know, but that's how it works. And then after that, it's just plain study. Otherwise, get in here and dig it out. And that's all by the Spirit of God. He tell me what verses I can use, what verses not to use. See, if I started talking like this by the Holy Spirit, I'd start weeping. Because you don't understand how real he is in my life and how much he plays a part of my life so I can be who he want me to be. It's such an awesome. All right. So it's not like I'm bragging about anything. I'm just so grateful. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Excuse me, okay. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 5 says, He said, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgment. And this was the law. I have taught you statutes and judgment, even as the Lord my God commanded me. This is what Moses is telling them. That you should do so in the land whether you go to possess it. Then you're going to give them two words, keep and do. Keep therefore and do them. Now that's what the law, they had to keep and do. He says, for this is your wisdom. So the law that he gave them was their wisdom. All these things we've been doing in the church like baptism and communion, that was their, that's what they did. So what happened in the new covenant is we got a lot of this stuff from churches who honored the law, and we brought them into our church, and we thought it was right. We thought we had to do this. Now, if you read the New Testament, Paul says, God did not send me to baptize. But if you go back here in the book of Acts, under the ministry of the apostle Peter, then they baptized. Under John the Baptist, they baptized. That's why I told you there's three baptisms, so you have to be able to know that. Under John the Baptist, there's a baptism of repentance. Under Peter, there's the baptism in the name of Jesus. And then under the Paul ministry, there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So you have to know the difference to be able to walk in the word. That's what the wisdom does. Give you the spirit to discern. All right. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter number four, uh, in verse number six, it was keep. Watch what he says. Keep, therefore, and do them, for this is your wisdom, your understanding in the sight of the Lord, of the sight of the nations, which shall hear these statues. And say, surely it's a great nation and a wise and understanding people. What nation is there so great who, who has God so nigh to them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? And what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgment so righteous as all of this law? See, all of this law. You want to put that on the screen? I'm still waiting for it. That's Exodus. That's Deuteronomy chapter 4. I'm sorry. Deuteronomy chapter 4. And, and verse number eight is where we are. All right. And what nation, there it is, and what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all of this law? See, he called it the law, the statutes and the judgments. That's the law, which I set before you this day. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things 
which thine eyes have seen. See, a new covenant, you don't see anything. And lest they depart from thine heart all the days of thy life, but teach them to your sons and your sons' sons. So that, that's what they have to do. Okay, let me move on to another. Let's go to 1 Kings. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 28. 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 28. Now we're going to get into Solomon because I want to church some of Solomon's life. Because remember, Solomon is the one who gave us the book of Proverbs. Uh, Solomon is a type of Christ. Now you've got to understand, these people were types of Christ. Even Samuel was a type of Christ. David was a type of Christ. All these people, Joe was a type of Christ. So all these people are types of Christ in the Old Testament. They were natural people that God used naturally to demonstrate the spirit of the Lord in the new covenant. So 1 Kings chapter number 3. All right, so you have kings. You have to have the way to study the word of God. You know you have to have uh, Samuel before you can have kings. That's how you have to be able to study the word. So 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 28. Just one verse there, and then I'm going to show you something else. In verse 28, 1 Kings 3, 28. It says, and all Israel heart heard of the judgment which the, king of ju- the, which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. Now, this was Solomon. Now, one of the things that we know when you study uh, Solomon here, they, had, they brought to him a, 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 two women brought their children. And we're going to see this in 1 Kings chapter 3. Uh, I don't know if I need to read into that, I think. But, but let's, go to first, let's go to verse 9 through 13. Let's skip down there. 1 Kings 3, 9. Let's read that. Now, the decision he had to make, and that's why you have to understand, the decision that you have to make, if you got the wisdom of God, you can make the right decisions. And that's what the wisdom of God is for. It's for many things. 1 Kings chapter number 3, and verse number 9. First Kings, I'm not, you can start verse 16. I'm not reading that. Uh, the, they gave an example of Solomon wisdom in verse 16 down to verse 28. And I'm just going to tell you about it because I'm not going to be able to read it. See, I got too much. But here they brought to Solomon a baby. And both mothers claimed the baby. But then Solomon says, okay, I'll tell you what you do. Give me my sword. Give me the baby. And then he took the baby and it's, um, he's going to take the sword and divide the baby. So let's divide the baby into two parts and give each one of them a half of the baby. And then the woman over here who baby it was said, King, oh king, no, please don't kill the child. Just give her the baby. And he knew then that that woman was the mother. He said, give her the baby. You get out of here. Uh, she wanted a half of the baby. See, that ain't the mother, is it? All right, see, that's the wisdom of God. That's what Solomon had the wisdom of God for. He had to make decisions. See, Solomon, being the Old Testament, being the king, he had to also be the judge. See, they had to stand in for judgment. All right, now let's go to 1 Kings chapter number 3, verse 9. Now watch what happened here. Look what Solomon said. He said, as a young man, he said, give me therefore, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart. What is, when God give you wisdom, what is the purpose of his wisdom? is to give you what? An understanding heart. Because he want to make sure you understand. Remember, that's where we're going. There's three power gifts that God is giving you in this teaching. Not all the day, wisdom, power, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Those are God's power gifts. See, that's, 
God's riches in glory. It's his wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding. Because you must understand this. You can't get the job if you don't have the knowledge or the wisdom to get the job. Do you understand that? There are many jobs, but if you don't have the wisdom, you can't get them nowhere. So God gives you the wisdom, or the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, he gives you power to get wealth. You see how God works? So what power does he give you? Let me go back and show you that. See, this is why people do not understand. They don't think God gave them anything, but you wouldn't have the job if you didn't have the knowledge. Who you think gave you the knowledge? Who you think gave you the understanding? Who you think taught you how to do that? Or gave you the ability to do it? Then you go get the job, and then you tell God you don't need him. Let me show it to you. Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'm going to be quick here. Just one verse. Deuteronomy chapter 8. See, he told them... Verse 15, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Are you there yet? And look at verse 15 on the screen. Now, all of this is good. I can start up there in verse number, verse number 7. Go to verse 7. I, we'll give them a little of this. I got a few minutes. I just got to rush. Watch what God's, God telling them what he did. He said, I led you, who? Verse 7, for the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land. He let them know, I'm the one bringing you into, into, into this good land. The land of brooks and water, fountains, depths that springs out of the valley and hills. Now remember, the, the promised land was a type of the kingdom of God or Christ. All the same thing. God put you in Christ, okay? Now, a land of wheat, a land of barley, vines, fig trees, pomegranate, fruit of the spirit, get it? A uh, land of olive oil and honey. All that's in the land. A land where thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything in it. So he told them, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills they may dig brass. When thou hast eaten, now he's going to say, now watch this. When you have eaten and when you're full, you're supposed to bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Don't forget who gave it to you. Beware lest thou forget the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments. So when they didn't keep the commandments, it was like they didn't, they wouldn't obey in God, okay? His judgment, his statutes, which I command you this day. Then he says, lest when thou hast eaten and are full and hast built your goodly houses and dwell therein, now you're living up on the hill in your goodly houses, now you ain't going to church with it no more. See, you, you, God gave, when you didn't have a pot, when, I mean, not a pot, but when you didn't, but when you didn't have nothing, y'all heard that one, huh? I can tell your mama taught you well. All our mothers used that on us, I think. But when we didn't have anything, we were there. We were there for the Lord. Oh, we was, oh, praise the Lord. Then when the Lord gave you that apartment, gave you that job, gave you that house, you know what you did? You ain't got time for the Lord. And that's how people mess up with God. Listen, God ain't no fool. God is the only wise God, okay? You better try to remember the Lord. When God bless you, don't you forget him. See, what we do is we end up, God will bless us and take care of us, and then we, we ain't got time for God no more. We're everywhere. Ain't getting no word. We just going, showing off. 
You might try to keep getting that word. You don't need it. Now he says in verse number uh, 13, right? I'm way up there. All right, verse 11. I thought I finished 11. 12. He said, Lest when thou hast eaten, verse 12, and are full, and hast built your goodly houses, and dwell therein, and when thy herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver, you got a little, got a full one. I got a full one, K, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Multiply, and all that you have is multiplied. Then your heart be lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of abundance. See, you forgot where you came from. And then he led you through the great terrible wilderness wherein we were fiery serpents. Now watch this. They are fiery serpents, scorpions, drought, wherein thou with no water brought you forth water out of the rock. Didn't have no water, but he gave you water. And then he says he commanded them, I'm sorry, I'm trying to see what my verse nine, my page nine, oh, there my was turned, I'm sorry. Who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your father knew not, gave you bread from heaven, that he might armor thee and make and prove you and do you good in the latter end. And thou say in thy heart, my power, ha, praise God. My power and my might, my hand had gotten me my wealth. And then, but thou shalt remember. But he said, look, you better remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth you power to get wealth. So what did he give you? I know that, but what did he give you? He gave you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to get wealth. You would not have gotten that job if God didn't give you the wisdom. You wouldn't have got the job if he didn't give you the knowledge. You wouldn't have got, you know you couldn't have passed that test on your own. You sat in that class, you cried to the Lord. You stood up half of the night, the Lord help me pass that test. God help you pass that test before you can get that job. See, we got we to gotta, we gotta stop uh, procrastinating. I think that's the word. All right. But he said, you got to remember, the Lord your God is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to thy fathers as it is this day. All right. That's what he told you. Don't get over here serving the mother gods. Let's go back to the day, King Solomon. How many know what messed up King Solomon? Uh, yeah. There's a whole chapter. I think 1 Corinthians 10 or 11. Find out what chapter it is. All right. Now watch this. Watch what he's going to ask God for. We're in 1 Kings chapter 3 now, right? Verse 9 says, Give thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people. See, that's wisdom that I may discern between good and bad, for who was able to judge this so great a people. So he was not able to, to discern the people if he didn't have the wisdom. That's what wisdom is, is an understanding heart. And then verse number 10 says, and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing, and God gave to him because he asked this thing and has not asked for thyself long life, neither has not asked for riches for yourself, and did not ask life, kill all my enemies. He didn't ask all that. But thou hast asked for thyself understanding to the John judgment, which is wisdom. Then God said, because I have done according to thy word. And look, oh, 
I have given you given you the wise and understanding heart, so there was none like him before thee, neither after him all the days of his life. He said, oh, before you wake up, let me tell you one more thing. I have also given you that which thou hast not asked for. The riches and the honor you didn't ask for, they're coming along with the deal. Isn't God awesome? So you got to understand something. God will make sure you get everything that you have if you put him first. That's why the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these other things are going to be added. You don't put nothing out there ahead of God. Let's, let's move on. I got I to gotta, I gotta get to my message. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. I got 15 minutes, I think. Proverbs chapter 1. I'm going to need them all, too. Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of King David of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instructions of wisdom, justice, judgments, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, and to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall obtain unto the wise counsel to understand a proverb, the interpretation, the words of the wise, and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now, let's go down to verse 20. I read a little more for you, but that's okay. Verse 20 said, wisdom cries out. You got 10 minutes? 14 minutes, okay. Wisdom cries out. She uttered her voice in the streets. She cries in chief places of concourse. In the opening of the gates, in the city, she shudders her words. She, she's uttering her words. Can't you hear wisdom crying? How long, you simple one, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. See, I will make known my words unto you. Because I've called and you refuse. That's why I told you the first thing is what is the hope of his calling? Before, because I've called and you refused, I have stretched out my hands and you, no man regarded it. But you have set at naught all my counsel and you were not with none of my reproof. You didn't have, you didn't have no time for me. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh at desolation, your desolation cometh at the whirlwind. When the stress and anguish cometh upon you, you're going to call me, and I will not answer. And they shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. Why? For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. That's their problem right there. They ain't got time for God. They were none of my counsel. They despise all my reproof. Therefore, they should eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoever hearken to me shall dwell safely, I love that, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. I love that too. Somebody get the Lord a big hand. Yes, sir. Look at Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. Proverbs 2, 1 through 7. My son, if you'll receive my words 
and hide my commandment with thee, so that thou incline thine ear to wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding. Yea, if you cry after knowledge and you lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver, search for her as for hid treasure, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord, and you're going to find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Oh, thank you for it, Father. Come on, somebody said thank you. I said, the Lord giveth wisdom. But watch what he says right here. He giveth wisdom out of his mouth come knowledge. You got to be taught the knowledge. Out of his mouth come knowledge. And understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. See, that's why we got it over here in the New Covenant. We got it. He laid it up. We got it. Somebody said, I got it. got it. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He's a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keep the path of judgment and preserveth the way of the saints. Then shall thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity and yea, every good path. When, with, when wisdom entered into my heart, what does it go? What does it, what did, what, anybody seen wisdom? Somebody see it in my heart. Yeah, it's in my heart. When wisdom enters my heart, knowledge is pleasant to my soul. Once you got wisdom in your heart, knowledge is pleasant to your soul. Mm, my God, my God. Watch what happened. Two more verses. Discretion shall preserve you. Understanding shall keep you. To deliver you from the way of evil. From the evil man. From the man that speaketh forward things. See, God keeps us with his own word. If I hunger for his word, he keeps me from the evil man. Oh, I like all the benefits, Lord. All right. Now, you in Proverbs, let's go to chapter 3, verse, chapter, verse 13. Oh, my God, I can't skip verse 8. I got to go to verse 3 first. Chapter 3, 13. 3, 13. Oh, my God. This word is so good, man. Yeah, I was on a cruise. I said this all the time. My wife says, shut up. I was on a cruise that a guy, our driver was from, from Jamaica. And every now and then, when nobody said him, he said, yay, man. <laughs> nobody said nothing. <laughs> he was driving that bus, boy. <laughs> he was stopping and said, yay, man. <laughs> I told my wife, she said, you better not say that again. Proverbs. Uh, <laughs> Proverbs 3.13, happy is a man that find wisdom. Somebody say, I found it. Yeah, found it. Happy is a man that found wisdom. What happy mean? Blessed. Hilariously blessed. Overflowing blessed. Happy is a man that find wisdom and the man that get understanding. The merchandise of wisdom is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. All the thing that can, you, can, you can desire cannot be compared to wisdom. Length of days is in wisdom hand, is in her right hand, and in her left hand, riches and honor. She would bring you to a place of honor. Her ways are the ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is the tree of life. Wisdom is the tree of life. To them that lay hold upon her, happy is everyone that retaineth her. Somebody say, I got it. I got wisdom. Woo, glory to God. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. Yeah. And when you get this wisdom, you know it. And verse number, verse number nine, it told you a couple of things. I'm going to use verse 19 and 20. 
Proverbs chapter 3, 19 and 20. The Lord by wisdom has founded the earth and by understanding has established the heavens. You're going to tell me you can't get a job with, with, with it? By his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the cloud does drop down the dew. All this happened because of God's wisdom and knowledge. Look at, look at it, look. We're in Proverbs chapter uh, number 8 and verse 18. Moving right along. Proverbs 8, 18. Clock is ticking. Proverbs chapter 8, verse number 18. Ooh, this stuff is so good to me. Ooh, let's back up a little bit. Verse 15. Watch what wisdom said. Wisdom said, by me kings reign. I hear that, by me earl reigns. Mm-hmm. I know how to reign. Wisdom calls you to reign. You'll reign over your enemy. You'll reign over your flesh. See, by me kings reign and princes decree justice. By me princes rule. Noblemen, even all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, doable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold. Yea, than fine gold. And my revenge than the choice silver. My revenue, I'm sorry, than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the path of judgment that I may cause those that love me. Somebody said, that's me. I, I, I will call them that love me to inherit substance. Whoa. I will call them to inherit their wealth. That word substance means wealth. And then he says, not only that, tell them something else, Trump. I will fill their treasures. Wisdom say, I'm going to do it. Oh, y'all too cool now. Won't be long. I'm done. I'm getting mine right now. He said, I'm going to fill their treasures. Well, I sure got a count. I got a lot of empty accounts. I need him to fill for me. That's all right. All right. That's all right. That's all right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. See, I know when you, when you want to be wise, you hang with wise men. You know, who I, you know who I go to dinner with at least once a month? He's sitting right in here right now. Bought, buy my dinner every time. Why ain't let me buy dinner? Mr. Pierre Wilson. That's one of my sons. I said, man, let me buy it. You know, I got that. When you're going to be wise, you got to hang out with wise men. Look at somebody and say, watch who you're hanging out with. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I get, ready to, I get ready to pay. He said, I already got that. Man, I like hanging out with you. <laughs> That's one of my sons over there, praise God. All right. Now, now, watch this. Go to, go to 1 Corinthians 1.24. Give you two verses I'm done. 1 Corinthians 1.24 and, and 30. So you got to know in the new covenant you have God's wisdom. Because that's what God has given you in his son. That's why you got to know you have Christ in you. I'm going around the world, but I'm trying to show you. You got to know you have Christ in you. you. If you got him, you can look at all that stuff over there, what wisdom is supposed to do in your life, and you got to know what he want to do in your life. He wants to fill all your treasures. He want to keep you from the evil one. He want to preserve you, keep you alive. See, that's what Christ is in you for. You got to listen to him. You got to make sure you listen to him. Fellowship with him. Not just be a son, but fellowship. 1 Corinthians 1, 24. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greek, Christ, the 
power of God. Who is Christ? Where is Christ? Where's the power at? It's right here. But he's not just the power of God. He's the wisdom of God. So if the wisdom of God resides in you, then you have to start using this wisdom of God in you. So that's why Paul said, I can do all things. Why can he say that? Why can he say, I can do all things? Look at Philippians 4, 13. Let's do verse 30 while we're here. Then we do Philippians 4, 13 and Philippians 4, 19. We'll be done. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom. So what Christ is made unto us who? But I didn't say, that's not all. He's not on our wisdom, but he's also our. So also I have righteousness in here. My soul is full of righteousness. I'm in righteousness. I'm in wisdom. And then I'm, I'm also in sanctification. I'm also in redemption. See, all this is in me. Christ is my redemption. Christ is my sanctification. Christ is my righteousness. Christ is my wisdom. So I got to start acting like I have this. So I can't get up the situation and say I can't do that. I can't know that. Look at Philippians 4.13. So you got to understand why Paul said that. Paul didn't have all this stuff at his, at his leisure. Paul had to believe God for this stuff. So this is what Paul said. I can. Not something. I can do all things, but it's going to have to be through Christ. Through the mind of Christ. Because he's the one that strengthened me. That word strengthened me, enable. So what does he do? He enables me. So when I, when I, although I don't have the finances. See, I got to build a church. I'm, I, this happened to me ever since we started in the basement. But when we moved over here, we've been, we've been here since 1999. 1999. 20 G's monthly. See, this, you can't procrastinate. Well, my God shall supply. It sounds good, but is he supplying? Because if he don't supply, you're going to be in about his dope. So you just can't just say it. You got to believe God for this stuff. My daughter texts me a word. I'm going to use it this next week. I ain't going to use it right now. I'm still learning it. She used it on us last night and then gave me about five or six diction, dictionary definitions. So I can't use it because I haven't tried it yet. Like David said, I've improved it. <laughs> I have it next week, though. I worried about that long. And I come out on, on it and see you know more than me in education. Then you would correct me and then you embarrass me on me before my own church. So I got to know what I'm talking about. Somebody say amen. amen. That's what Brother Jimmy came out that big word. Remember that word Jimmy came out one day with? Let's move on. <laughs> but my God. See this Philippians 4, 19. This is not just a saying. You living by this word. So when I said, but my God, he gave me all the other stuff that could have went wrong in that message. But then he got down here and said, but my God. Will you quote it with me? But my God. Did he say may? Is that, see I got it. But my God shall. If he shall do what? 
Well, see, that's what grace is. The law demanded. Grace supplied. Oh, you didn't get all that. See, all that. See, I'm telling you, he said, but my God shall supply. That's why you knew what supply. So what is needed in your life, God in the new covenant is a supplier. But my God. See, you got to understand, listen, if, if you don't get this, you, God can take one or two, three, four people out of your life and you go on under. So you got to understand, you got to look past the people and see him. High and lift it up. Huh? How many know he's seated at the right hand of the Father? How many know all power been given to him in heaven and earth? How many know he's both Lord and Christ? How many know that everything that it is, he created it, he made it by his own wisdom? And then he gave everything to the church. I know my rights. So when Paul said, but my God shall supply all of your needs. All. How many got a need in the house? Ooh, the Lord is looking for somebody who got a need. Come on, look at somebody and say, do you have a need? But my God shall supply. So I want you to stand up on your feet and I want you to face somebody that got a need. And I want you to point at them. Point that finger right at them and say, but my God. And if you, can, if you can't find nobody to point at, point at me. I don't care. Point at somebody. Me, honey. Somebody point. You need to be pointing at somebody. Point at, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Let them know I'm going to tell you one more time. Look at, come on, tell them. I'm going to say this. Say, you got to get it this time. What, this is it. But my God shall supply. All of your needs according to his riches. Well, what is his riches? Anybody know what his riches is? It's his wisdom. It's his knowledge. It's his understanding. According to his riches, according to his wisdom, according to his knowledge, according to his understanding. Those are his riches. He gave you power to get wealth. He gave you wisdom to get wealth. He gave you knowledge to get wealth. He gave you understanding to get wealth. You got that job because God gave you the wisdom you needed. You got the knowledge. Somebody clap their hand. We done. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online 
at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.